Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. You are in a covenant. In Ephesians 2, from verse 11, it says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision by that which is called the, the circumcision, in the flesh made by hands. Verse 12. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, everyone say, but now. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off or far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. We're in covenant. Amen. Go back to verse 12. We stayed in verse 12 and from there we began to touch other things. It says, at that time, now he's talking to those that were not born again. Say, at that time, ye were without Christ. And because you were without Christ, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And you were strangers from the covenants of promise. But now in Christ Jesus, you are no more aliens. Amen. And you are no more strangers to the covenants of promise. That means that there is something that God has made available to the one that is now in Christ Jesus. And I explained what the covenant is last week. Um, Just for the benefit of those of you that were not there, we talked about what the covenant is. And I used A, B, C, D, making it simple. I said a covenant is an agreement. Everybody say a covenant is an agreement. A covenant is a bond. Say a covenant is a bond. A covenant is a contract. Say a covenant is a contract. A covenant is a deal. Did you get that? Now that means that God struck a deal. That he will be faithful to man. He said, the covenant of peace I will not remove. He said, the hills and the mountains might depart, but my covenant of peace I will not remove. Meaning that God swore to be faithful and committed to you because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Hallelujah. And that's important to know. So the day you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you entered into covenant. Hallelujah. Are we together? And that's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It says, all things. That means all other agreements you had before that time have been broken. Hallelujah. You are now in an agreement with God. Hallelujah. Through Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of times, believers don't understand that the covenant doesn't just work because there is a covenant. If you sign the contract with a company... You have a role to play to make that contract effective. Am I communicating? In the same way that our covenant with God, we have a role to play. There's a human responsibility. There's a part we play in making the covenant active. And the covenant has promises. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. I'd just like to read that to you. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. It says, But now had he, Jesus has obtained 
a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon what? Better promises. That means he's comparing the covenant. He's saying the covenant of Moses and the covenant that Christ has brought you into, that the one you are in now is better. Glory to God. So you are in a better covenant. Say, I'm in a better covenant. Now, you are in a better covenant because the covenant is established on better promises. That means that if the old covenant had a promise, the new covenant improved on it. Amen. I always use the illustration that makes it easy for everyone to understand. If you have a 500 naira note, and you have a 1,000 naira note, when my kids were younger, they didn't know the difference. They just preferred colors. They like, I like this color, you know. They didn't know value. <laughs> you understand that? So, if you have a 500 naira note and a 1,000 naira note, which one is better? 1,000 is better. What makes it better? It has everything the 500 naira has and more. Amen. Am I communicating? The reason why a thousand naira note is better than the five hundred naira note is that it has everything they want, the five hundred naira note has and more. Now, the reason why the new covenant is better than the old covenant is because it has every good thing the old covenant has and more. Hallelujah. In the old covenant, there was divine health. There's health in the new covenant. In the, new, in the old covenant, there was prosperity. There's prosperity in the new covenant. In the old covenant, as a matter of fact, every good thing, every blessing, that the old covenant has, the new covenant has it, and much more. That is why in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it said, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Not some, all. The day you got born again, you came into the all of God. Hallelujah. Say the all of God. All spiritual blessings. All spiritual blessings. Meaning that in the new covenant, God held nothing back. He held nothing back. He gave his all. And so in the new covenant, you are a partaker of God's all. When you are in a covenant where all has been provided, all that pertains to life and godliness has been made available to you, why should you live like someone that is still in lack? Amen. Now, it's not enough to know you are in a covenant. It's not just enough to know what the covenant contains, the details of the covenant. It's important to know how to appropriate, how to take advantage, how to receive what the covenant has for you. Amen. And I'm saying to you that prayer is one way we engage the covenant. It's one way we receive from the covenant. It's through prayer. Every believer in Christ Jesus has access to the Father. The Bible says now that we have come boldly, amen, to the throne of grace. That means we all have access. The day you got born again, from that moment, you have access to the Father. You don't have to be a prophet, or a pastor, an evangelist, or uh, a senior minister to talk to God. Are you listening to me? You know, some of these things might look like, they say, are they not supposed to know that? No, no, no. Some people might have heard that, but they are not conscious of that. Hallelujah. I'm a pastor. And I'm here sometimes. And then I hear someone say, Oh, I wanted to see you um, last week. Um, but I, I was, uh, I was um, a bit uh, afraid to come. I didn't know if you... What? <laughs> and I'm like, you saw me. I, 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 I even walked past you. I even greeted you. I even patted you on the shoulder. Hey, how are you doing? And you still say you're afraid to talk to me? Are you understanding me? So, now, you will think that because 
the pastor is accessible. Everybody thinks they can talk to him. But somebody is still afraid. Amen. What about sometimes the children? Some of us have kids. And then the, this one we tell the other one, go and tell daddy like this. Amen. Why you? Can't you come and tell daddy that? Amen. It's a consciousness. And there are some of us also that are always looking for someone to pray for us. Amen. Say, ah, talk to God about me. Amen. Are you not born again? Hallelujah. What gives that person a right to talk to God? Is the same thing that gives you a right to talk to God. Except you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you are that place where you are not yet born again, today you can take that step. Amen. And receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. From that moment, the Bible says, as many as received Him, to them He gave the rights. Amen. To become what? The sons of God. So you have the right of sonship. And that moment you can pray. And you say, well, I know, I know I can pray, but I don't know how to pray powerful prayers. You don't need to pray powerful prayers. We pray to a powerful God. Amen. Glory to God. Say, I don't know how to pray powerful prayers. No, 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 no. God wants you to pray to a powerful God. The prayer doesn't have to be powerful. When the prayer gets to the one that answers, he will answer in a powerful way. Glory to God. Lift your hands and pray prayers. Simple prayers to a powerful God. Glory to God. Alright? Because imagine someone you are trying to, you know, what words can you use that will move God? Which English has he not heard? Amen. The thing that God is responding to is what Jesus Christ did for you. Amen. Is that sacrifice of Jesus has opened a way for you to come. The Bible says, anyone that comes to him, he will in no wise cast away. There's nobody that came to God that God drove away. No, no, you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. Go back. There's nobody like that. Anyone that came, God received them. Today, God is receiving you. I said, God is receiving you. Now, so, uh, I'm talking about engaging the covenant through prayer. That means that the covenant might have divine health for you, but it's in prayer you come and take it. Amen. The covenant might have had a blessing for you. Oh, you said this year, you know, my business has not been going the way it should go. But the covenant is saying, hey, 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 that whatever you lay your hands to do should prosper. It's in the covenant. So how do you make a demand on the covenant concerning your business? Concerning your family? How do you make a demand on the covenant concerning your family? That your family will be blessed. Glory to God. Is in prayer. Is in prayer. Any believer that does not engage in prayer will rob himself of God's best. Amen. Did you get that? If you don't engage in prayer, you will rob yourself of God's best. You cannot enjoy God's best without praying. Are we together? And so one of the key things Jesus taught from Matthew was prayer. It will surprise some people to know that the very important things Jesus taught, and one of the first teachings of Jesus, apart from uh, Matthew chapter 5 where he talked about character, in Matthew chapter 6 he talked about prayer, fasting, and giving. Amen. So we're going to be looking at what Jesus taught about prayer and just pick a few things that will help us as we engage the covenant in prayer. Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 5. Amen. Ask your neighbor, can you understand what we're sharing? Amen. Are you receiving? You know, some of you can be in church now. You're thinking about the beans that didn't boil at home. You're thinking about, you know, just forget that. Amen. Just forget that. Amen. You will go back and meet the beans. Amen. It's your beans. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Tap your neighbor and say, you are here. Be here. Jesus is talking about prayer. And there are some important... When thou pray, 
when, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Verse 7. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions. Fire, 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 fire. Yeah. As the hidden do, for they think that they shall be heard, for they are much speaking. Next. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Amen. Did you see that? Now, the first thing I want to show you here is in verse 5. It talks about prayer. It says, go back to verse 5, please. It says, when thou prayest, you shall not be as the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have... please go back to verse 4. Go up to verse 4. There's a scripture I didn't read. Just go up to verse 4. Thank you. That thy eyes may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall himself shall reward thee openly. Now, let me read down. Five. Thank you. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Now, the point he's making here is that prayer is a private conversation with your father. Hallelujah. Are we together? Alright? Now, of course, there are different kinds of prayers. There are times where we are addressing the situation. When we are speaking to the mountain, it's even for when we are speaking to our Father. Amen? Are you with me? When you are speaking to the mountain, that means you are addressing the situation. When you are talking to God, it's even for when you are speaking to the situation. Am I communicating? Now, when we are talking about prayer, as it relates to talking to the Father. And it's a private conversation. Hallelujah. I heard that some people are praying that they are talking to someone else. And some... Wives are praying and they are reporting to God their husband and they are warning the husband. Amen? <laughs> Father, you are seeing this man. Tell him that if he should do this again. <laughs> Amen? But she's actually talking to the husband. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> no, the Bible says that when we pray, <laughs> we should understand that we are talking to the Father. When you pray, be not as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. That means that they want people to acknowledge them as people that pray. You know what he said? He said they have their reward. The reward is the applaud of men. Amen. Ah! Prayer warrior. He said they have their reward. Amen. They have their reward. So, the first thing here is a private conversation. Amen. The second thing is that there is a reward in prayer. Say there is a reward in prayer. There is a reward in prayer. There is a reward in prayer. Look at verse 6, please. It says in verse 6, When you pray, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, that your father which seeth in secret shall do what? Reward thee openly. Now, it's not just that there's a reward in prayer. There's an open reward in prayer. Hallelujah. That means that the reward of prayer, when it comes into your life, others will see it. Glory to God. They might not have seen you when you were praying, but they will see the reward manifest in your life. Glory to God. Tap your neighbor and say, there's an open reward in prayer. Say it again. There's an open reward in prayer. Glory to God. Say, he will reward thee what? Openly. Now, I... Understand what I'm sharing with you so you don't get it mixed up. I'm not saying that there's nothing like public prayer. We can come together in church and pray corporately. And we are all praying at the same time. That's public prayer. 
But in our private prayers, we shouldn't be seeking for attention. That's what the scripture is teaching. Are you listening to me? Okay? Now you live in a neighborhood and you are praying. And you come out in front of the, the, the car park of your neighborhood. And you start praying for everybody to know you are praying. Amen? He said you have your reward. Amen? The reward is the applaud. The respect that you pray. That's the reward. Amen? But the real reward in prayer is the one that God gives. In response to the demands you made when you were praying. And I'm telling you that this year, you will receive open rewards in your prayer life. Glory to God. Anything that will distract you from praying, understand that it wants to rob you of that open reward. Listen, this open reward means that God doesn't want to bless you in a corner. Amen. He wants to bless you and for all eyes to see. I call it evident progress. Hallelujah. That God wants to bless you and he wants others to see. It's not, listen, some people think that it is man's idea for God to make your blessings visible. No, no, it's God's idea. If you read the 23rd Psalm, Psalm 23, he says, Thou preparest a table before me. Where? In the presence. Now, who's preparing? It's not me that prepared it. God himself decided to prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. It's only God that knows where all the enemies are. Amen. Glory to God. And he decided to set up your honor in their midst. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That's the Lord of the open reward. Amen. And I speak over your life today. That as you live here, you will experience open rewards. In the name of Jesus Christ. That the things that God will do in your life, all eyes will see. It's not because you want people to see it. No, 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 no. no. God is the one announcing. God is the one announcing. Amen. And I see that God will announce you. No, there's something about God announcing you. When God announces you by himself, men cannot reject you. Are you listening to me? In the business you do. Oh, you say, I'm looking for publicity. I'm looking for publicity. God can give you publicity. Oh, I want people to know what I do. I, know, I want people to know what I sell. I, know, I want people to know my abilities. You know, if they know my abilities, I will, I will be bigger. Today, get ready for open rewards. Amen. Glory to God. All of a sudden, everybody's just hearing. What happened? What happened? What happened? And that's why we need to engage the covenant in prayer. You engage the covenant in prayer, and then open rewards start showing. Open rewards start showing. Listen, it is not God's plan that that gifting in your life, that great thing is doing in your life, only you will know about it and one or two of your friends. It's not God's plan for you. Amen. He puts that thing inside of you for the blessing of others. Are you listening to me? And so, if it doesn't go out, it has not had its full expression. Amen. And God wants you to have full expression. Shout full expression. Alright? You might even be in a job and you're doing, you're doing all you need to do, but you're not having that full expression. As I speak to you today, this year, God will give you an opportunity for full expression. Amen. And there's something about full expression. When you enter that, that's, I call it inheritance moment. When you enter that, you will know, this is the place God wants me to be. This, yes, this is what I've been in my heart to do. Glory to God. And you know, our gifting speak louder. Alright? When we enter inheritance. Amen. It speaks louder. And I believe that everyone here in the sound of my voice, that will be your story in Jesus' name. So God wants to respond to your prayers openly. You might have prayed in secret, but God will reward your prayers openly. There's something about prayer I want to show you also. Glory to God. There's a scripture in, um, it's still Matthew chapter 6, 
verse 5 and 6. I want to read it to you in message translation. And uh, it's, it's very funny, but I'd like you to look at it. Uh, it will help you. Amen. Because sometimes people, people are trying to pray powerful prayer. I heard someone pray one time. You know? And uh, they were praying. And I was wondering what kind of prayer they were praying. Because they are looking for names to call God. Are you understanding me? And even the names that call him God, when God is sitting down listening to him, he said, who are they talking to? <laughs> God of Mechadism. God of, you know, who is this God that you talking about? See, let me say, the highest name you can call God is Father. There is nothing higher than that. Did you hear me? The, listen, some of us don't understand what it means to be brought into the fatherhood of God. Listen, the greatest relationship God has with you is a father son relationship. Are you listening to me? That's the greatest name you can call. So when you say Father, Jesus didn't, when Jesus prayed, Jesus didn't say, um, <laughs> yes, now I want to speak to the rock of ages. The rock, no, I'm not talking about not praising God. Praise Him. Amen. But He called Him Father. Father. The Bible says we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Are we together? That right of sonship that God gave to you is a big deal. Amen. Are we together? It's a big deal. Now, I want to read this scripture. Your own um, message transmission is different from my own. Amen. Put it in NLT. This is not the message translation I have. Glory to God. I don't know what message translation you have. Amen. So let me read my own. <laughs> it says, The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. Praise God. Have you not seen it? Have you not seen that the world is full of prayer warriors? They are full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. He said, verse 8 says, sorry, I think verse 7 and 8. I made a mistake. 7 and 8. Thank you. 7 and 8. Yeah, the same message translation. Thank you. Amen. Let's read together. I want to go. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They are full of formulas and programs. And they say, pause. They say, when you want to pray, turn to the right or turn to the left or face here. What kind of formula? Amen. Then he says, they are peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Look at verse 8. Don't fall for that nonsense. Amen. Amen. He said, this is your father you are dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. Glory to God. I, I, I was sharing with you last week about the prayer of Peter. Remember Peter saw Jesus walking on the boat, on, on, on water while he was in the boat. And then Peter said, if it is you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter said, walking on water. The Bible says, all of a sudden, when Peter saw the storm and the wind, he became afraid, so he started sinking. Now, what was the prayer Peter prayed at that time? Amen. Lord, save me. That was the prayer. Now, if Peter wanted to remember the prayer they taught him, oh, most excellent righteous father, he would have drowned. It is better I would be talking about at a critical point like that, all he said is, Lord, save me. 
and Jesus saved you. Jesus did not say, no, no, the prayer is not complete. Complete the prayer. Complete the prayer. <laughs> he just said, Lord, save me. And God saved him from drowning. Some of you, your problem is the prayer is too long. Even the angel has forgotten what you prayed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Lord, save me. Lift your hand and shout that again. Amen. Amen. Now, some of you, you are in death, financial death. Lord, help me. Glory to God. And as you cry out here today, He will answer you. Amen. Say that with me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Some people don't understand that. Listen. People behave like God is looking for a way to torture you. You know, if we asked if everybody had artistic ability, all of a sudden, maybe, boom, you can paint, you can draw. And we say, draw the picture of God you know. Hey, hey, hey. You will see drawing, you know. I say, you will see drawing. Some people will draw somebody with a bow and arrow. Because that's the God they pray to. Are you understanding me? The picture of the God they pray to is the one that when they are going here, as he's breathing, fire is coming out from his nostrils. Amen. He's already angry. He's a temperamental God. Are you understanding me? A God of hot temper. That's not God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Religion has painted a wrong picture of God. So I used to say this way, God has bad press. Amen. But through the scriptures, we're going to give you a picture of who God is. God is the Father. Hallelujah. Okay, when I say father, some of you don't didn't have good fathers. Okay. God, amen. God is the original father. Amen. Are we together? He's the father your father was supposed to be. Amen. Am I communicating? The one that provides. The one that sees to it that everything that needs to go on in your life is completed. The one that sees to it that your future is set. That's your father. Glory to God. And God has not resigned from fatherhood. Am I communicating? Say, God is my father. Say again, God is my father. Now, it means that he takes pleasure in hearing your request. God is excited that you're coming to ask him. Am I communicating? He's excited that you're coming to make a demand. One of the names of God in the Old Testament was El Shaddai. Amen. El Shaddai. What El Shaddai means is, of course, all-sufficient one, but uh, the deeper meaning is the many-breasted one. Amen. The many-breasted one. The one that can satisfy all your needs. Amen. At the same time. And that's your father. So when you pray, pray without understanding that your father wants to hear you. And he's not looking for a way to cancel your list. You know what I'm talking about? Some of us when we're in school... You take your list to your father to go to school. Then he adjusts his glasses. And then, no. (laughs) No. And that's the picture of father you have. That when you bring your list, amen, he's going to cancel some. No. God doesn't want to cancel your list. As you bring your list, God will say, did you think about this? Add this. Because God is generous to you. There's a scripture we've been reading this month. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Praise the Lord. It says there, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, not trusting in certain riches. The last part is the focus here. We'll read it together. I want to go. But in the living God, 
who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. He giveth us what? Richly all things to enjoy. Now, what does it mean? He's giving? That means he gives generously. Amen. God gives what? Generously. God is not like that husband. That when the wife wants to go to the market, he will give her 5,000 naira. And then say, buy goat head. Buy cow tail. Buy this, this. The things he listed are 25,000. But he gave her 5,000. Are you understanding me? And then when the dish, the food, is looking for salt, he looks for the goat head. When the money he gave is not up to goat head. Amen. That's not God. Hallelujah. Are we together? That's not God. He is giving to you generously. Glory to God. Generously. Generously. And he's giving you the things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. God wants you to have a job that you enjoy. God wants you to have a marriage that you enjoy. Are you listening to me? He wants you to have children that you'll enjoy. And every day you look at your children and say, ah, where did this one come from now? Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there are people, there are some people that at work, they are not happy. At home, they are not happy. On the street, they are not happy. They are the ones that they are just driving. You just say good money. Say, what is good about the money? They are not happy. Amen. And if you came like that, receive joy in your heart. See, there's a joy that only Jesus Christ can give to a man. Alright? And the truth is this. Material things alone can never give joy. There's a difference between happiness and joy. You can be happy that you got a new job, but only Christ can give you joy. Amen. Alright? Joy is within. Joy is deeper than happiness. And today, I want you to have joy. I want you to have joy. You know, they say gold and bronze, they look alike. That's how joy and happiness look alike. But the quality of gold is different from that of bronze. Amen. And what Jesus gives is what? Joy. The Bible calls it joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. You see, that's why as you came in here, everybody's happy. Amen. There's joy all over the place. And may you be intoxicated with that joy in the name of Jesus. And take that joy home. Take that joy to your place of work and wherever you came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, because of the joy of the Lord, you'll be held here. Did you hear me? The reason why some people have pain, your knee is paining you, your neck is paining you, your back is paining you, you are just 22. But you will soon start using a walking stick. Because you are not happy. Glory to God. You are not happy. You are not happy, you are still watching the news. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The hairs may have come again. Listen, listen, you need joy. You need doses of joy. Let me tell you how you'll be cured. Come to church again next week. You need Renaissance medication. <laughs> Amen. Come again. Every Sunday, just keep coming, just keep coming. You just discover, ah, the waist pain has gone. The neck pain has gone. Amen. Why? Joy has come into your life. Now, listen to me. Joy is a secret thing. Awesome, awesome, great secret in the kingdom of God. In your business, let me just share this with you. If you have workers working for you, everybody's complaining, murmuring, hmm, this one, now one day will go down something. Or, no, no, no. You understand that? That company will never grow. <laughs> Are you listening to me? It will never grow. All right? If you want what you are doing to grow, make sure that there is joy in that place. 
Are you hearing me? It's your responsibility. Make sure there is joy in that place. Anybody that is an embodiment of bitterness, please, just send them to the abyss. Are you understanding me? Excommunicate them from there because they are going to infect the environment and they will hinder growth. In a house also, the scripture says so, everywhere there is envy, there is every evil work. Amen. There is confusion and every evil work. Where there is bitterness, there is envy, there will be confusion and every evil work. So you want to see great things happen around you, make sure there is joy. And you will be healthier when you are joyful. And being joyful is a choice you make. Hallelujah. Don't wait for a circumstance to make you joyful. Decide to be joyful. Are you hearing me? Decide to be joyful. Something like that. Decide to be joyful. You wake up in the morning. When you go and look at your face in the mirror, don't say, Now wow, this boy just is so foul. Just start laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. I am alive today. Have you not read in scripture? A living dog is better than a dead lion. Are you with me? So, I'm alive today. There is hope for today. Something can happen again. Amen. Alright? It doesn't matter how many times I've fallen. It doesn't matter how many times things have gone wrong. Today, I have another chance. So, be joyful. Be joyful. Be joyful. Even in your home. Let me tell you something. You're believing God for a child or for children. Be joyful. Be joyful. Make sure there's joy always amongst the couple and the home. Be joyful. There's something joy does. It makes your heart desire come fast. And Satan knows that. Have you not read scripture? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. What does it mean? It means that as you are joyful, you are strengthened. Glory to God. That means that when, there's joy, when joy is absent, you start experiencing weakness. Praise the Lord. That's why you have a lot of young people. The guy is 25, he's not yet 30. He's already talking about hypertension. How can you be happy? Are you understanding me? Even our parents started talking about that. They were over 50, 60 when they started talking about it. Are you understanding me? They say, a 30 year old guy. He's already taking um, all those, um, um, yes, all those tablets. Glory to God. Wow. But I declare to you today that you'll be free. And I'm showing you how to live healthy. Be joyful. Learn to just stay on your own and laugh. They say, hey, they'll think I'm mad. It's, it's better that they think you are mad than they see that you are not well. Amen. So, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Be laughing. Learn how to laugh. Have laughing sessions on your own. Glory to God. Glory to God. Learn that. It will help you a great deal. In marriage, we even do better that way. Not every day. The husband is passing. He's not talking to the wife. The wife is passing. Anytime you hear a song in that house, they are singing against each other. Amen. <laughs> the wife is singing against the husband. The husband will reply in a song. And they are using church songs to fight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. That's not God's plan for you. And I know that you will have open rewards. And as you live here today, God's blessing will rest upon you. And God will order your steps. I speak over your life that before this month of March comes to an end, that your joy will show forth. It will show forth in your health. It will show forth in the work of your hands. It will show forth in that area that has caused you great concern. I pray for everyone here that came 
with a great concern in their hearts. Saying, Lord, when will this happen? I speak over you that in this month of March, God shows up for you in the name of Jesus. May supernatural help show up for you in the most unexpected places of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for some of you that have been in a corner where you are confused, you don't know whether to go left or right, may God's wisdom break forth for you. And that the decision you make today, and the decision you make this month, will create a new level and a new platform for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have been here, you've been looking for a job, you have been in faith for a job, the door is open to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak today that that door opens for you. In Jesus' most precious name. Men that ought to remember you, they will remember you now. Your name will drop in their hearts. The thought of you will come to their minds. And they will call you and they will respond to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No more will you be forgotten. No more will you be sidelined. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sit down for a moment. Now listen. It's important to know that God has your best interest at heart. All the time. We might not know what to do. That's the ignorance on our part. We might not. The Bible says, my people... Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. They are not destroyed because Satan is wicked. They are not destroyed because God is neglecting them. No. It's the lack of knowledge. It's what they don't know. What they don't know. A lady was having issues, you know, and, um, with her husband. And then <laughs> she came to me and then she was telling me about health conditions she had. So when she explained all the things she had, she might be here. So, you know, when she explained all the things going on, I said to her, I said, you know why you're having these things? It's because you're not happy. No, it's because she wanted me to pray for her. You understand? I said, no, no. It's not just about praying for you. You're not happy. And these pains will continue until you let go of that thing that's disturbing you. And when I spoke to her, I was just talking to her. I was not speaking medically. I was just speaking as the Spirit of God put in my heart. Not long, I saw a medical um, research thing they did. And the sickness, the thing she mentioned, was related to, it, to emotional issues. Amen. And how she got free was when she released herself. Amen. Now listen to me. Some of you are sitting down here. The knowledge you need to come out of that situation, it will come to you. Amen. Some people suffer for so long. Because they just, just don't know what to do. Then some have been told what to do, but they don't do what they know to do. Hallelujah. And so God brings knowledge to you. God has your best interests at heart. I want you to know that. And if you're here, you've not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I don't think of, I can't think of any better thing to do. I'm not preaching to you because I was born from heaven and I arrived on earth I also received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior one day I received Christ as Lord and Savior and so I believe that today can be your day hallelujah where you also can take that step and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior what does it take to receive Jesus it's a prayer a prayer of salvation a prayer of salvation and that changes the story hallelujah when you say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart you died for my sins. I receive you as Lord and Savior. You're born again. Someone say, eh, it's just that other prayer. Yes. 
Leave the rest for God. Hallelujah. Leave the rest for the Lord. A young man got, was in a, in a court. And then he came to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then um, he had been around church. So when he received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he now said, um, Yes, I received Christ, but I want to disconnect from the devil. I know I've received Christ, but I want to disconnect from the devil. So I said, uh, I understood what he was talking about, but I just said, How? He said, you know, I want to, I want to renounce the devil. <laughs> and I said, let me explain. Sit down. And I started opening scriptures and showing him. I said, let me tell you something. Some people don't know what it means to say, Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of my life. I said, inside that confession is a renunciation. Are you listening to me? The day you say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, you have also said, Satan, you are no more the Lord of my life. You didn't hear me well. The day you say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life, that day, in the realm of the Spirit, what you have done is that you have renounced Satan. That means that in that prayer of salvation, you are also entering into deliverance. Am I communicating? Someone asked me, what is the strongest confession a human being can make with his mouth? It's not to say, I will die you. No, that's not the strongest confession. The strongest confession any human being can make is to confess Jesus Christ as his Lord. There is nothing deeper and heavier. It is a deeper confession than anything you did when you, maybe if you joined the bony or joined one thing or one thing, and you say, oh, they say like this, say like this, oh, Olo Dumare is my, is my this, Olo Didis is my that, whatever you say. When you say, Jesus is the Lord of my life, that's the strongest confession. Did you hear me? That is the heaviest confession. That's why there are some of you, when you were a child, maybe you were seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you prayed that prayer of salvation. In your teenage years, you were not serving God, you were just doing nonsense. God did not forget that prayer. Amen? That's why anytime you hear the word of God again, it will come to your heart. Why? God did not forget that prayer. That confession is binding. Amen. Are you listening to me? What it means is that you have entered covenant with God. And God does not play with covenants. Amen. Am I communicating? You know, let me ask you something. Where did Satan learn all those things from? It's from, it's from you and me. Where did he learn it from? So, do you know some people believe that if they join the cult, and that if they join the cult, you know, Satan will never leave them. And I ask, if Satan is so committed to his people, do you think God is less committed? Hello? Am I communicating? You know, you so believe in the commitment of Satan. No, 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 he's going nowhere, he's going nowhere, he's going nowhere. He's going nowhere, he's going nowhere, he, he, he confessed to me. When you confess the Lordship of Christ, God is more committed to the relationship that Satan can be. Are you listening to me? So today, you can receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And whatever was binding on you is broken. And will remain broken. I just led in my heart to talk a little more along this line. So I'll just stay here. Listen. Some people say, oh, they poured some blood somewhere. They did some incantations somewhere. And those are the things that are disturbing me. Listen to me. The highest blood a human being can transact with is human blood. They start, they do chicken blood. They do goat blood. The highest is what? Human blood. God 
concerning your own salvation, shed God's blood. Amen. His own blood. That blood is superior to any human blood. And it cancels and can cancel any other blood that is speaking against you. So the day you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have entered where the blood of God is speaking for you. Are you listening to me? And I want you to understand that that makes a difference. You will not be afraid. You say, I are sleeping and I say, I've received Christ, but I don't know whether they are coming back for me. They cannot come back for me. They cannot come back for you. Amen. Why? There is a blood speaking. And that blood is speaking better things. Why the blood, the other blood was saying, get him, get him, get him, the blood. The other blood is saying, he is free and he is free forever. He is free and he is free forever. And that blood is speaking for you today in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is speaking over you. Recognize that. And have confidence in that. And as you live your life, recognize that there is something higher speaking over you. Alright? So, if you're here, you've not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you want to receive Jesus, I want you to understand what you are coming into. That there is no greater security. You are more secure. It's a great... See, in the realm, in natural things, they talk about a place called Fort Knox. Alright? This one is more guarded than Fort Knox. Amen. The Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place. That secret place is covenant. Amen. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where you are. So the day you get born again, you have entered. Say, I have entered. And you become untouchable. What makes our covenant speak is our confidence in the covenant. Did you hear me? What makes it speak is the confidence we have in the covenant. You cannot enjoy the benefits of the covenant if you are not confident in the covenant. Say, I am confident. In the covenant. I'm confident in what Jesus Christ has done for me. Bow your heads everywhere. I want to pray for those of you that want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith2faithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed and loaded. Take it to Mass,